بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والعاقبة المتقين ولا عدوان إلا على الظالمين وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ولي الصالحين وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ما بعد الحمد لله we continue with the obstacles on the path of knowledge for the student of knowledge these obstacles if we know them hopefully be more aware of them and also to be careful for ourselves in this path to paradise because whoever treads the path of knowledge Allah makes the path of paradise easy for them man salaka tariqan yaltabisu fihi ilman sahala Allah lahu tariqan ila aljanna and we mention that Shaykh Rabbi Hafudullah he gathered nine or ten obstacles and the reason why I say nine or ten if you count them from this section it's nine but in reality he mentions one throughout the nine obstacles and that's the one we mentioned manners with Allah having ikhlas and so that's why we included ikhlas in there because that's the first if the person doesn't have ikhlas that's the first obstacle ikhlas number two we mentioned the environment Sheikh Rabbi Abdullah said that the environment must be conducive for your talab al-ilm and that will help you if the environment is not a good environment then that will affect your learning the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so the environment must be good but even if you are يعني, in a situation where you are in the land of non-muslims for example then you go to a better environment if you're not able to move out of the country then you go to a town a city another place where alhamdulillah there are classes there are benefits in learning Quran, in learning the Arabic language, and for your children to grow in that particular uh, environment. But environment is not everything. Even some of the Salaf used to say that Medina will make, not make a person upon uh, salvation. Medina, and it's how blessed it is, but yet a person in Medina, not necessarily because of the land, he will be pious. It may be he's in a righteous land, but he himself may have a problem, a disease in the heart, and so on and so forth. And uh, Mecca itself as well. It may be a person lives right next to the Haram and hardly visits the Haram. And it's something which we have heard uh, 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 from some of the locals. So environment is, is important, uh, but it's not enough for the person to be saved or for the person to be on the path of Allah if only the environment is good. The third uh, obstacle is being preoccupied. Preoccupied by the media. Uh, media outlets, the attacks against Islam, maybe turn away a person from following the haq. And likewise, that could be by way of uh, uh, newspapers, as Sheikh Rabbi Hafidullah said, or magazines, or television, or even by way of, as we know today, internet and the widespread attack against Islam and against the Sunnah by various groups, not just non-Muslims, but also amongst the Muslims, the innovators, those who uh, 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 spread much mischief and innovation in the land and confusion amongst the Muslim communities and innovation which the Prophet did not do so being careful and also having knowledge of the, these evils to keep away from them as Hudayfa radiallahu said كان الناس يسألون رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم الخير وكنت أسأله عن الشر مخافة يدرك لفأقع فيه the people used to ask about the good things I used to ask about the evil things, fearing that I will fall into them. So knowing the evil, not for the sake of the evil, but knowing the evil to keep away from it. Araftu sharra 
So knowing the evil to keep away from the evil. Knowing the bid'ah to, to keep away from the bid'ah, to be upon sunnah. So being careful, not being preoccupied with, uh, with the, the uh, uh, amusements, entertainments that come our way or even attacks that come our way. Because being preoccupied is not just by those attacking us by way of the uh, uh, innovations and also confusions and attacks on Islam, but also can be by way of amusement, by way of occupying you away from the dhikr of Allah, like we have with the phones and the internet and, the, and, on, and social media. And all of this can be a reason for a person being preoccupied away from the Qur'an, preoccupied away from reading the books of Al-Sunnah. The books of Al-Sunnah... You find ulama would love these books, would love to benefit from these books. They were considered precious. Precious that they will have a book, as Sheikh Salif Uzan used to say, Anis, the best Anis, the best companion is a righteous book to be with you. And Sheikh Salif Uzan also mentions, even with the Quran, having a pocket Quran, or if you have it on your phone, have it on your phone so that you look at the Quran on a regular basis. That should be with you on a uh, always with you so that you can turn to the Quran read it to soften the heart to ponder over it as ibadah and to recite it for each letter you'll get uh, uh, 10 rewards likewise being preoccupied with the social media the whether it is uh, uh, Twitter uh, um, Snapchat I'm having difficulty here Instagram, Instagram Facebook Alhamdulillah yani suffice yourself with one so, yani one program that you use for your family to contact you and you contact them and to keep various community ties. Suffice yourself with one program or two programs where if you want to use it to give dawah, alhamdulillah, reach so many people, this is khair. But every five seconds looking at your phone, then subhanallah, what is this? This is preoccupied away from that, from your talab al-ilm, from your learning, from memorizing, from recording, from doing that which is better and this happens a lot even with the with the youth it's like something amazing in there in front of their hands yani they have this phone with the whole world on their f fingertips so the person should be careful and even have parental control for the for their children such that, such that they guide them to that which is good not being not occupying them away from that which will protect them and save them the fourth uh, uh, um, obstacle he mentioned is al-kibr being arrogant from accepting the truth from following the the haq because even a person who does not keep up his prayers in the right time he has a son he has kibr because he's not keeping up his praise he's not fulfilling the commandments of allah he's not keeping away from the haram that is a sign of kibr and it's a disease in the heart and shaykh rabbi Hamdullah said that if the person has a, 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 a seed or an atom's weight of kibr, then he will not enter paradise. How about then if he had a mountain size of kibr? So arrogance, pride, haughtiness, boasting, all of that is not allowed. Rather, the person must be humble to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and submit to the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For life is short. Where are you going to go? There's no way out. You're going to stop your age. Increasing? Are you going to stop the ability? Are you going to be trying to live forever and stop your, that situation which will end up 
on each and every one of us and that is death every one of us will taste it as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned every soul will taste death you will not be able to stop it and you will be going back to Allah as Allah said you are insan O mankind, you are going to your Lord of a surety to meet him. So have we prepared for that meeting? The meeting with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Have we prepared for it? As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Oh you believe fear Allah and let not and let every soul prepare for the next day. Oh, and fear Allah, for Allah knows all that you do. So there's nothing hidden from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Everything that we do in open and in secret, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is aware of that. So have we prepared? Have we prepared for that meeting with Allah? Where each and every one of us will meet Allah. There isn't any one of you except that Allah will meet him on the day of judgment without someone translating or explaining to you what is being said. It's going to be understood. And you're going to have to reply. And you have to reply. So each and every one of us, if you find good, praise Allah. If you find other than that, then do not blame except yourself. We have been given this chance. And this chance is only one chance in this life. We make it, alhamdulillah, we make it. فَمَنْ زُحْزِحَ Whoever is saved from falling into the hellfire and enters paradise, then he is the successful one. The successful one is not somebody who lives large and is, uh, 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 arrogantly away from the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But the successful one is he who purifies his wealth. The successful one is he who, who is pious, fulfilling the commandments of Allah and keeping away from the prohibited matters. The successful one, when the time of prayer time comes, then alhamdulillah he is there, he's first and foremost, to establish the salah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded him to establish the prayer and tell his family to establish the prayer and be patient upon that <coughs> and command your family with prayer and establish that so one of the obstacles we mentioned is kibr arrogance and it's an evil trait the pe- person is so arrogant he can't recognize the truth anymore he's so arrogant he, he sees that falling into sin is something light and then he, until he meets Allah and it's too late no one can guarantee where they're going to die. The sixth or the fifth one he mentioned is an obstacle to learning on this path to paradise is loving position, loving status, lo- loving uh, leadership and some honor. Khalas, I've reached a level, I don't need to do anything else. You don't need to humble yourself anymore. No, you do. You humble yourself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Everyone will come to Allah as a slave on Yom Al-Qiyamah. Everyone will come to the most merciful as a slave. So here, be a abd. And there, inshallah, the situation will be better for you. If you're on Sirat al-Mustaqim here, as some of the scholars mentioned, then you will pass by the Sirat over there. The path, that, 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 that bridge which is sharper than a sword and finer than a hair. You will pass by it as well. And it is a bridge that is over the hellfire. So beneath it is a nar. There are hooks, kalalib, which will be grabbing, uh, grabbing the people and throwing them into the fire because of their evil deeds. So if we want to pass by quickly, then be on Sirat al-Mustaqim in this life. 
So loving honor, loving position, loving. The Prophet ﷺ would teach us a dua. Straight after the salah, what do we say? After we say, Astaghfirullah, Astaghfirullah, Astaghfirullah. Allahumma a'ini ala dhikrika wa shukrika husni ibadatik. That is at the end of the salah, before the taslim. That is the strongest position. Allah knows best. But after the salah, Astaghfirullah three times. Allahumma anta salamu wa minka salamu tabarati yadil jalali wal ikram. What, is, what else do we say? Allahumma. There's another dua that we say. No, not that one. There's another dua that we say. Wala yinfa'udal jaddi minkal jadd. This dua, contemplate over how beautiful this dua is. Wala yinfa'udal jaddi minkal jadd. Anyone who has position, that will not benefit that person. Anyone who has status, that will not benefit that person. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not purify that person. We say that after every salah. And that is a, re- that is a reason to humble us. The Prophet would say it. Each and every one of us know their level. That we are worshippers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we don't seek position. No status. What can the people give you anyway? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala na'am, has mentioned even the prophets and messengers. What was their dua? Or what was, how did Allah describe them? About Musa alayhi Yes, with Allah he had that honor. So if you're going to seek honor, seek it from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That he raises you. He raises you to be, to have that jah of piety. But the same word is used. So be piety, seek that from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And not from the people. Seek, yani. To be honorable, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala honors you, not that the people raise you. And number six, he mentioned, from the obstacles is kathratul fitan. And we ended with that last night. And that is much trials and tribulations, which obscure the correct path for many people. Because of the trials, they don't hold on to the way of the scholars. They disconnect themselves from the ulama and they go astray. And the next... Uh, four obstacles, Shaykh Rabbi Habudra said, from the obstacles is not acting according to your knowledge. And thus, you end up forgetting your knowledge. Adam al-amal bil-ilm, wal-ayyadu billah, and we seek refuge from Allah from that. We seek refuge with Allah from that. Yu'thiru ala al-ilm, wa yunsi sahibahu kathiran min al-ashya. So not because of that forgetfulness, it makes the, the, the one forget many, many of that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because of his not practicing his knowledge, much of the knowledge is forgotten because of that. That if he himself implemented that knowledge and acted according to it, then he would not have forgotten it. العالم والمتعلم إلا التطبيق العملي. So many uh, uh, knowledge aspects in the deen, then it is not firmly rooted in the heart because, يعني, because the person didn't act according to it. Whether that person is a scholar or a student of knowledge. And he, Sheikh Rabbi Hafidullah, gives an example. Like for example, the laws of inheritance. He said we we studied the laws of inheritance as from the basics. After we studied the Quran. We studied the hadith with Sheikh Abdullah Al-Qarawi and other than him. 
Naam, the teacher of Hafiz al-Hakami, Shaykh Abdullah al-Qarawi in the south, Rahimahullah Jami'an. Then we started also Fara'id. But if you don't practice this knowledge, you'll forget it. And from the first knowledge that, was go- that is going to be raised is the laws of inheritance. Then he mentioned about the, the case of those who learn but don't practice. He said it's just like Allah gave that parable. Like the dog that lows out its tongue. When it's reminded, it doesn't follow. Followed his desires. He didn't want to follow the truth, but he followed his desires. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala debased him further. If you command him with something, then he still lows out his tongue. If you leave him, he still lows out his tongue. No benefit for that individual. Because of not acting according to the knowledge that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed him with in the first instance. Could be that that person will fall into disbelief because of that. And not respecting this revelation that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed. And this knowledge as well that you don't practice, it also may lead you to innovation. Or it may lead you to sin. And how many times we've seen that? Those have left the deen or they've left the sunnah and they've just fizzled out slowly, slowly. But they didn't guard their knowledge with action. It may even lead you to disbelief. Some people have left. They didn't look towards those actions not just the actions of the limbs but action of the heart loving Allah remind that reminder that regular reminder subhanallah some people because they're far away from the community of sunnah community of tawheed slowly slowly shaitan has got them so encourage each other together to uphold the sunnah of the messenger have a good companion so for example if this person he says was a alim, was actual scholar of knowledge and was known. But he left his knowledge because of not practicing or knowledge was taken away from him because he did not practice what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had, had obligated upon him. So many people don't act. Don't act according to what they should be doing. He knows but he keeps away from or he falls short or is deficient or is weak. Subhanallah, even though you know how much reward is with the, ab- the action of ibadah, the two rak'ahs, for example, of Sunnah al Fajr, you know how much it's so rewardful. So, why are we lax in not praying that? Or we don't see it as being. Some people like that, they leave the two Sunnah of Fajr and they just pray the Fard. What about the Khayrum minat rak'at al Fajr? Whatever's in it. One of the scholars mentioned, if that's the two sunnahs of Fajr, what about the Fard? If the two sunnahs of Fajr is better than the dunya, whatever's in it, what about the obligate, obligatory duties? The obligatory salah. So the salah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has, has honored the believers who practice these sunnah and practice this, the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he aids them further. But the one who doesn't act, he becomes an arrogant person. It's all linked. And eventually, he goes more and more astray to sin 
and maybe to bid'ah or even to disbelief. May Allah protect us from deviation. And Allah mentioned that in the Quran. When they deviated, Allah made them made their hearts deviate further. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned, He mentions it here. It is severe in the sight of Allah that you say that which you don't do. They say that which you don't do. This is heavy. This is heavy. And Yom Al Qiyamah, the Prophet mentioned about the person go around the mill with his insides, his intestines going around the mill. And it will be said to him, You used to command us with good, and didn't, but he said, I didn't do it. I commanded you, but I didn't do it. I forbade you, but I fell into that. Or I, 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 I did the prohibited matters, even though I forbade you from doing it. So this is a serious hadith. Even the hadith in Sahih Muslim, the hadith of the first to be punished on Yom Al Qiyamah will be three. Three types of people. One of them is a alim. And it was said that he's a scholar. And he said, well, it will be said to him, what have you done with the, what I've given you, what I've taught you, what I've given you of knowledge? He says, I taught the people for your sake. He said, you have lied. You taught the people so that, so that the people can say he's a alim, he's a scholar, and it was said. So this is not a light matter. It's not a light matter to give da'wah. It's not a light matter to call the people. Practice first. Al-ilm, then al-amal. And after amal is a da'wah to ilayh. As we know from Rasulullah Thalatha. And these are, although they are basic, they are the foundations, they are the fundamentals. And each and every one of us must check ourselves regarding that. For the matter is between heaven and hell, not just for the layman, but also for the alim. And the alim is more so is going to be responsible because he knows, but yet he does not practice if he's of that type. And if he's of the type that he knows, and he practices, then alhamdulillah, he's of those that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has raised many levels. So we seek refuge with Allah from falling into this evil trait of not practicing what we know. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us our shortcomings and guide us and continue to guide us na'am, such that we uphold that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has legislated. فَمِنْ مَعْوَقَاتِ الْعِلْمِ وَمَا يَذْهَبُ بِالْعِلْمِ عَدَمَ الْعَمَلِ بِمَا تَعَلَّمْتَ so all students upon us to learn to practice what we have learned that is the knowledge that benefits that is correct is the one that purifies the soul how can a soul be purified if it doesn't act how can you purify yourself from those characteristics that are uh, lowly, inner, inner characteristics that are lowly, huh? and, uh, like arrogance and so on, and from those characteristics, outward characteristics that are also evil in manners, such as kibr, arrogance, such as hasad, jealousy, and those other destructive Characteristics. How can a person protect himself then if he's upon showing off riyah, if he's upon يعني, engrossed in the dunya, leaving, not learning his deen and practicing it? All of these affairs, it comes from not practicing the knowledge that we know. And the Messenger said, The most beloved actions to Allah are those that are 
continuous, even though they are little. Even though not, not much, but they are continuous. And that is a refutation on the people of Bid'ah, who considered many actions, but not correct actions. What is upon us, even if it's little actions, few actions, that they are according to the sunnah of the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa That's why Ibn Mas'ud, radiallahu anhu, said, iqtisadun fi sunnah khayrun min ishtihadin fi bid'ah. Economizing upon the sunnah is better than striving and doing bid'ah. And then Shaykh Rabbi Hawidah said, look how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned about the Jews and the Christians. Because they didn't act according to the knowledge that they were given, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned them as examples for us not to follow. And he mentioned them of those similar to gathering knowledge, the Torah, those who were given the Torah to carry, but they didn't carry it correctly. Just like a donkey carrying its burden. Woe to that people whom did denied the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah does not guide the oppressive people. Yes, they were given knowledge, but they didn't practice their knowledge. So don't be like them and don't follow them. Rather, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us is the final testament, the last message, and we follow that. Because it explains the previous generations, the previous uh, people and nations, and how they went astray. So they left actions. They left the knowledge that was given to Moses and Jesus. They left that. So don't be like them. The Prophet was given the last revelation, the final revelation, the complete revelation. So we follow him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and that which he has called us to. So upon us is action. And then Shaykh Rabbi gives now the examples of these actions. Establishing the prayer. Not just pray. Establishing the prayer. Enjoying the prayer. Fulfilling its conditions, pillars, and obligations. Fulfilling the zakah that we must give. Purifying our wealth. Purifying ourselves. Wasawmi Ramadan. Fasting the month of Ramadan. And performing the pilgrimage to the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon the way that it is legislated. And upon us is the correct belief, just as Allah legislated. Keeping away from shirk and his different types. Keeping away from bid'ah. And it's different types. This is from action itself. Not just performing, but also leaving that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told you to leave. That's action in itself. Keeping away from sins. In its different types and varieties. We act in accordance with what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala taught us. We believe in the correct belief that has been Mentioned to us. Naharibu shirk. And that's not enough. We warn against shirk. We battle against shirk. Naharibu bid'ah. Kullaha. And we warn and battle against bid'ah. All of it. Na'muru bil ma'roof. We enjoy the good. 
وننها عن المنكر and we forbid the evil كل هذه تأتي في دائرة العمل all of this comes under action notice here this is also refutation all of these political groups and all of these groups that don't do this they see action just come to masjid pray go home that is not enough have to fight bid'ah have to fight shirk so oh jama'at all of you enjoy the good and forbid the evil كنتم خير أمة أخرجت للناس you are the best nation come out to mankind what is the third thing mentioned تأمرون بالمعروف وتنهون عن المنكر you enjoy the good and you forbid the evil the greatest good you enjoy is a tawheed the, the severest of evils that you warn against is a shirk and then thereafter bid'ah but most of these groups where you where, these groups you'll find them maybe they speak about sins but they hardly speak about bid'ah they hardly speak about bid'ah and that is one of the characteristics of al sunnah is they warn against bid'ah they warn against shirk and back in the days, in the 90s, people would say, Oh, you brothers, always kufr shirk bid'ah. Always you mention kufr. Yes. And the opposite, tawheed, huh? iman, and sunnah. Because, The opposite is always mentioned. Deny the false deities and believe in Allah. Allah will take you out of darkness into light. The opposite is mentioned. You can't have one or the other. The most complete way is the sunnah is to war against bid'ah. The most complete way of being upon iman is to war against kufr. <laughs> so here Shaykh Rabbi says, مَا تُقَصِّرُ فِي الْعَمَلِ فِي أَيِّ مِدَانِ مَنِ الْمَيَادِينَ Don't fall short in your actions in any arena from the arenas. So in the, all the arena, warning against that which will harm the people. مَا يَنْقُصْ مِنْكَ الْعِلْمِ وَبِقَدْرِ Number eight from the obstacles away from that call a person away from following the path to paradise for the student of knowledge is that you may find you are tried by youth that block the path to you and the knowledge so some youth instead of treading the path of the ulama treading the path of knowledge you find them disconnecting the people from the ulama and ibn masood said la yazalun nas bi khair the people will continue to be upon goodness ma akhadul ilm so long as they take knowledge from their elders and their trustworthy ones and from their scholars and from their scholars, as mentioned in Musanaf ibn Abdul-Zaq and Ibn Mubarak in Zuhd. And other than that, this statement, Shaykh Rabbi Hafidah says, youth, they become destroyed themselves. Why? Because they themselves don't follow the correct way of following knowledge. And that is, taking it, taken from the people of knowledge themselves, they disconnect themselves from the ulama. And you see that. With these so-called YouTube sheikhs and these so-called internet sheikhs disconnecting themselves from the ulama and they go astray and they lead others astray thinking they know better and they end up saying or mentioning things that go against the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala those things which are not correct It may be some people are sincere they want knowledge but they are deceived by this youth by this young uh, 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 youth 
young in knowledge, not understanding of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala correctly, he may see him as the most knowledgeable of people. And if he were to go to other than him, he says, then he would realize that he's in need and that person that he is going to is also in need, meaning the one he thought he was, was knowledgeable. So this is from the bala, from the obstacles and trials which, which falls the people treading this path of knowledge that you are met with these type of people and they become a nuisance to be honest they become a nuisance and for them knowledge becomes entertainment doesn't become sahaba. and that is a beautiful way to or a clear way to know who's upon that similar way upon the way of batil you see what, the, what, what he's saying does he come with athar because in the presence of Imam Ahmad rahimahullah it was said alayka bil athar be with the narrations of the Salaf and its people. Be with them, the people of narration, people of Athar. When you hear the scholars, Wallahi, you hear Athar, beautiful narrations. So be with the people of narrations and with the narrations. For opinion is night while hadith is day. It may be a youth cannot see the path of guidance while the sun is shining in its splendor. Path is there. The Sat Mustaqim is clear, the ulama are known. But this youth who doesn't follow that and it's more entertainment for him, like you find some of them they come and their dawah is what jokes. Their dawah is uh, showing you how to rip yellow pages on stage or how to hover above the ground Naam or doing this little trick or that trick and making the people laugh making a joke aha fine now now what what is the what is the benefit then you, this happened it happened in some of these claimants to da'wah salafiyyah some of these claimants to the sunnah and yet they have these individuals coming to their masjid and misguiding themselves and misguiding others and they're not people of Athar. And even those who claim to be people of Athar are translators. And they end up likewise disconnecting the people from Ahlul Ilm because of their speech. And because of their questioning, causing doubts upon Ahlul Ilm. And you see that, and we've met that, and they are a nuisance. But Ahlul Sunnah, we stick to the Athar. As Imam Al Awza'i said, Alayka bi Athar is Salaf wa in Rafadakanas. Upon you is to stick to the narrations of the Salaf even if the people were to abandon you even if the people were to abandon you and Hudayfa said be warned that you are all over the place in your deen all over the place chaos our deen is not chaos our deen is Allah, book of Allah Rasulullah, the sunnah of the messenger the authentic sunnah which the scholars painstakingly have striven to sieve out the sunnah the sahih from the da'if so the people can do ibadah correctly look at the books of ahl al-ilm shaykh al-albani rahimahullah the four books of hadith that he checked and other than that from the books of hadith and the striving that he has put forward for the ummah the sunnah that is put forward for the ummah to follow clarify that for the ummah in the sahihah clarifying the da'if so the people don't fall into the, the weak narrations Striving, look at Sheikh Nuthaymi, the madrasa of ilm that you have from his fatawa and from his teachings. 
from books of aqeedah that is taught and books of the sunnah that is taught subhanallah you find madrasa of ilm as for these storytellers they are those that the prophet said about he said inna bani israel lamma qassu halaku or lamma halaku qassu that bani israel when they turned when they were destroyed they turned to storytelling and this is exactly what these people are doing following the jews and christians who have who turned to storytelling not sticking to what allah revealed to them what allah subhanahu wa revealed yani from wahi and they went astray not revealed to them but revealed as wahi to their prophets but they went astray didn't hold on to that so be warned of that be warned for indeed let it be an sanana man kana qablakum shibran bi shibr dhira'an bi dhira' law dakhalu juhra dhabbin la dakhaltumu you will surely follow the nations who came before you hand span by hand span arms length by arms arms length if they were to enter lizard hole you would follow it they said who do you mean the Jews and the Christians he said faman he said who else who else and why was the lizard hole mentioned the lizard makes when it makes one hole it makes many holes inside signifying lots of deviations signifying lots of deviations Sheikh Abdullah Bukhari mentioned in his explanation of that so don't be deceived and deluded by these youth who are not with the ulama or claimants to knowledge and in the end they cooperate with everyone and anyone Naam, even if it be occupying the people away from the narrations away from the ulama of Ahl sunnah be with those with the ulama of Ahl al-ilm Ahl sunnah Number eight, he said, Al-Ajala, from the obstacles on this path of knowledge and this path of the of paradise is hastiness. Walfawda, Al-Ilmiya, and chaotic way of learning. Yani, piecemeal, just not, in, not gaining it in its proper foundations. Yaqra huna, he reads here, and he reads there. Wahuna, wahuna, bidunit ta'seel, without a foundation, without benefiting his first and foremost thing is which is his fundamentals before people they had ways to learn and what is the stages in ilm he said we used to first and foremost memorize quran write as well write the quran memorize the quran and then they would learn it and then they would learn a book in fiqh small book in fiqh and they would learn inheritance and they would learn the the beginning of the fundament, fundamentals of this deen and he says nowadays you see the, the opposite there are those uh, who are supposedly students of knowledge or even some of the those who claim to be ulama you don't find them knowing the laws of inheritance nor do you find them knowing the hadith da'if from the sahih and this could be the waqi' that was mentioned as from the signs of the hour is the people that knowledge will be taken first of that which is taken up and so they will learn these affairs first and foremost laws of inheritance leave off the hasty way in learning and in benefiting he says learn the foundations of this deen and the books and the text the hadith the narrations 
<coughs> and these texts which gather the foundations of Ahlul Sunnah, of the correct path. Tashfulullak, <coughs> which will make things easy for you. Sulaman, it will be like a, a, a ladder for you into that which is bigger and that which is higher in knowledge. So, for example, in Aqidah, you start with Aqidah al Wasatiyah, which is a comprehensive belief for the young, yani for the student who is beginning his path. You memorize it before everything. Then, Kitab Tawheed, understand it, and you memorize it. Surah Thalatha, we mentioned, Tahfadoha wa Tafhamaha, Bulugh al Maram, Wal Umdah, and other than that, from the books of fiqh and from the books of the ulama the scholars from and from those books of fiqh muqtasar al muqni and other than so he mentions uh, a number of books in fiqh and in aqidah later on he says al aqidah tahawiyya na'am learning that with its explanation and so on and so forth and after that you progress yourself you go from one level to another and i can just tell you shaykh ubayd hafidullah it began with Usul Thalatha, Qawaid al Arba, Kitab al Tawheed. Similar to what Shaykh Rabbi said, Kitab al Tawheed. Naam, Aqid al Wasatiyah. Then he goes back to the books of the Salaf, Sul al Sunnah, Asl al Sunnah, Muqaddimat ibn Abi Zayd al Qirwaniyah. And he's going now to the other side of Fiqh, his books of Fiqh, of the Hanabila. It could be Naam, the Manhaj al Salikin of Shaykh Abdurrahman al Sa'di because it's short. And it's uh, concise. Naam. Or you can go to the Mutawalat, the books of Ibn Qudama, from the first to the medium to the to the large. And likewise, like Umdatul Fiqh, which he used to teach. And likewise, learning by way of hadith. Umdatul Ahkam, and Shaykh Ubaid used to teach Lu'la wal Marjan, he taught the whole of Ibadat. And likewise, Bulug al Maram, the whole of the Ibadat. And other than that, from the books of the ulama, teaching the books, I need books of the salaf as well, which will help the person be grounded in knowledge. And the books of Naam. And it's enjoyable as you go in and you're learning, and each time you're progressing. So, one of the reasons for the obstacles of this path is people being too hasty. And the hasty ones, they are met without reaching the fruits. And that is what the process, what is, uh, is mentioned by in the poem, Man istajala shay'an, or in the method, Man istajala shay'an qabla awani, uqiba bihirmani. Number nine, from the hawajis. Number nine was al-ajala, was hastiness. Number ten is a ta'asub, being partisan, away from accepting the truth. Partisan to either your jama'ah or your shaykh or somebody is withholding you from accepting the truth. Maybe the person himself is an innovator. He's a Rafidi, he's a Sufi. Or he's upon the way of the Jahmiya or the Murji'a or the Mu'tazila, these misguided groups. And he has belief specific to those groups. A methodology specific to those groups that are corrupt. And this comes between him and knowledge, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has legislated. You say to him, Allah said, the Prophet said, he says to you, but my Shaykh says, And so when he reads the Quran, he distorts it towards his aqidah. And I've seen this myself when, when you look at the tafsir al-ayyashi, the tafsir of the Shia. When you just read Surah al-Fatiha there, when he comes to غير المغضوب عليهم, this ayyashi, 
غير المغضوب عليهم is Abu Bakr and Umar. This is the way of the the partisan Rafida. These they all they all partisan, but this is the way of the partisan people like the Rafida. They use the verses and they twist them. Alhamdulillah, Sheikh Rabbi has got a whole explanation of their deviate, deviated or their deception by way of the explanation of Quran. It's one book, you can get it. Especially it's coming from Tafsir of Ayyashi. When they say Sirat al-Ladina an'amta alayhim, they say it refers to the uh, family, Ali and his family and the family of the Prophet And they exclude the, the mothers of the believers from being from the family of the Prophet even though Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said and his wives are their mothers they are mothers they are the mothers of the believers and subhanallah they take them out of being from Ahlul Bayt and so they twist the verses from the Quran to suit themselves or you find the Ikhwanis they'll mention to you the verse in a, in a big gathering big uh, like we used to see them كُنْتُمْ خَيْرَ أُمَّةٍ أُخْرِ He finished the verse. تَأْمُرُونَ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ Why don't you add that verse? Why don't you practice it? That you enjoin the good and forbid the evil. Because we know from your da'wah is not that. From your da'wah is don't speak about the evil if it's going to cause splitting, don't. And that is the same way with all of the jama'at. Brother, brother, don't talk about aqidah because it splits the ummah. Aqidah clarifies to the ummah to unite. Tawheed clarifies to the Ummah so that we unite upon the Haqq. <coughs> but you find they may use verses and they twist them. As Shaykh Rabbi Habudullah, he mentions here, So whether it is towards a party, a group, or a sect, then it comes between the student and the Islamic legislated knowledge which is correct, which is sahih, which each and every one of us must learn. So we find the ulama, they don't discourage the people from learning, rather they encourage, learn. And if I make a mistake, tell me I made a mistake. Even the four imams, they said the same. Imam Abu Hanifa rahimullah said himself, he said, if I, if Abu Yusuf don't write everything I say, maybe that today I say something, tomorrow I change it. And he said, also, if the hadith is authentic, that is my madhab. And Imam Malik said, whatever he said, everyone's statement is accepted or rejected except the companion of this grave. So they didn't want the people to blindly follow them. This taqlid al-a'ma. Rather, they wanted the people to follow the haqq. And this is not just with the, those who blindly follow the mad madhabs. This, you find it also in some who unfortunately fall into many fitan. And that is, my sheikh said, my sheikh said, no, 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 no. Allah said, the Messenger said, if you say my Sheikh said, because of what Allah said, because the root of what he said is from the Sunnah of the Messenger. This is what we follow. That is the asal. Allah said, That is what you must follow. That which has been revealed to you from your Lord. The ulama, yes. We take from all of them. All of them from where they take from the authentic Sunnah. Allah did not say follow only one. Allah said and used the plural. Ask the people of knowledge if you don't know. And Allah said, Plural. If they were to take it back to the Messenger and those in authority over them, the ulama, the leaders, they would have derived the benefit in that regard, in that matter. 
So not singling out one. We don't find in time of Sahaba. This one says, I'm Bakri, meaning Abu Bakr only, following him. And this one says, I'm Umari, I'm only following Umar. Or, or he says, I'm Uthman, I only follow Uthman. We don't find that. We find them following the narrations, following the adilla, following the proofs. And so if Ali makes a mistake, we don't follow him in that mistake, nor do we hide the mistake. And we say, no, a mistake is a mistake. And we don't follow it. We respect his honor, and we don't follow the mistake. If he makes a mistake, and he, and he makes a qadf of a Muslim, for example, he says, this Muslim is a zani, and so on, and he says it outwardly in the, uh, in the dunya, and everyone hears it, it's a mistake. Don't blindly follow him. MashaAllah, yesterday you were talking about taqlid, and now you're falling into it. You're falling into that which you used to. And that's why, what's amazing, or what's from the strangest of affairs, is somebody that you knows, and he doesn't practice what, that, what he knew. Taqlid is not allowed for any, except for the taqlid that is based upon, the praiseworthy taqlid, which is based upon the book of Allah, and the sunnah of the messenger, But if the truth comes to you, from that alim, that it's a mistake what he said, don't follow that mistake. Whilst keeping the honor of the scholar. This is the way of Ahl Sunnah. This is the way of respecting the ulama, honoring the ulama, and at the same time aiding them to come back to the truth in that particular manner. No alim from the ulama would want any mistake to continue. Rather, they wished for their students to, to correct them or to say, I made a mistake. And if you see a mistake like that, a Muslim alim or student of knowledge says that Fulan and he's insulted the Fulan openly, then remind him of the hadith of Prophet. Man satara Musliman, this hadith in Bukhari and Muslim. Man satara Musliman or Mu'minan, Satarahullahu fi dunya wal akhirah. That whoever conceals the faults of a believer, that fault between him and Allah, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will conceal his fault on the day of judgment, in this dunya and the day of judgment. This is what we love, the hadith of Prophet. So conceal the faults of a Muslim that is between him and Allah. As for that which is open errors, then we do not want those to continue becoming prevalent in the ummah. So we have to correct those open errors, whether it's for myself or anyone that brings an open error with good manners, with knowledge, and with sincerity, such that the haqq goes forward, not the mistake goes forward. Because al-haqq ya'lu, and it must ya'lu, wa la yu'la Haqq will always go forward, whether we like it or not, al-haqq min rabbikum will always go forward. So don't be from the argumentative ones. Qul ja'a al-haqq, wa zahaq al-batil. Inna al-batil kana zahuqa. Truth has come, and falsehood has perished, falsehood will always perish. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He guides us to the truth in this path of knowledge, being sincere and being careful of these obstacles that the Shaykh mentions. And there are other obstacles, no doubt. That these are just a summary of some of the obstacles that could come between the person and his learning the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala.